Hi, and welcome to Syrup Shots Gaming. I'm Tyler, and this week with me is Coach. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> Can I still call you Coach? I mean, I know the season's over. Uh, I suppose so. We're actually being... Um, the school bo- We're going to the school board yet again, but this time they actually want to uh, honor the students, and apparently they're having a plaque made with their names on it uh, out of wood to be put up because they still want to make this esports lounge area and they want to have it be a joint thing where it is being used by esports, the robotics team, as well as the hobby club. So that'll be nice, but nice. at the same time, so we're going to honor the boys uh, for the good job that they did this season. But at the same time, we're also going to then push for, playing all six games that the play versus system offers, which is uh, rocket league, super smash brothers, FIFA, Madden, smite and league of legends. Now, would you so, need to, would you need to get uh switches like at least uh, a few switches for the school then? Yes. Uh, we do have some, not a lot, but we have some leftover funds from hobby club that, I could probably put towards getting a switch for the club, but I would need to find a way to make up for it because I think it's only like $160. So I need to, I would need to make up the other 90 some other way, but I think the hard part now actually would be finding switches though, because it seems that the handheld switch lights are easier to find right now. But the, uh, ever since quarantine started, the, the actual normal switch model has actually become harder and harder to find unless you go on eBay and want to pay a scalper's notorious price. However, I do start seeing a light at the end of the tunnel because I had been thinking about it. And sure enough, as I was at my uh, trip to Walmart for groceries, I always check out the toy and electronics section because habit. But as I was there, they had a regular, you know, just the plain black black gray switch also they had two xbox series s's in stock there and my lizard brain immediately thought xbox series and then my way then i immediately stopped and was like series s all don't want that yes (laughs) all digital but then my lizard brain started again and was like damn the money and i'm like oh (laughs) well hold on let's see what they're being sold for on ebay on eBay, the Xbox Series S, you can tell, is the derp box version of the system. No one cares. So they are going for the price uh, that they're supposed to. Maybe a little more, like 350 or something. Mm. But also at the same time, it's like free shipping. So it's like that $50 is mostly going to shipping. shipping. So that person is, let's see. Well, eBay will take their 10% cut, basically, and then the shipping, they're breaking even. And then some that people, you know, what they'll do is they will put up something at such a low price to lure you in that some of them were even going for like $200, $230. So people are Jeez. losing money on Xbox Series S. So I... 
I got to wonder how well, and for some people, you know, maybe that is the best option for them. They like having digital. I still say some people who are always like, I see, I see it online. Oh, it's such a hassle to get up and change and switch out discs. It's just, how lazy are you? <laughs> I feel attacked right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's that. And I just thought it was so cool that maybe we are starting to see a light in that some consoles will finally be able to be on store shelves. But I still hear that the PS5s, though, are still exceptionally rare and hard to find. Even uh, I know G4 is coming back in some fashion, so they've been doing YouTube videos a lot more recently, mm-hmm. which is great because it's so nice to see some of those folks back. So Adam Sessler did a whole video on why the X, why the PS5 is so hard to find right now and like the reasons behind it, and, you know, like chip shortages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, silicon hard. shortage is really hard right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just trying to get consoles and even uh, graphics chips is uh, really hard right now. So I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I, I didn't watch the video full per se, because I have a PS5, so it's like, well, I lucked out, so... But at the same time, though, I I wonder, is it because factories are at decreased productivity because they can't have that many people on at the line at the time? But I, I just don't know. Uh, so I know part of it is uh, slowdown from COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But the bigger thing is there's a slowdown from COVID for the silicon chips. Okay. Uh, uh, that has been the big thing that is slowing everything down. That There's a massive shortage because they use that in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they literally just aren't getting enough raw materials to make what they need to make as fast as they need to make it. Uh, so that's are they why, having trouble that's why, getting silicon or – yeah, let me see if I can find an article that goes into the fine details of that here. I um, gotcha. But you would think th- that uh, some electronics recyclers would be jumping all over this, but then again, can you recycle silicon? I don't know. Uh, I know it's, no, I'm sorry, it's semiconductors. Semiconductors, oh. Yeah, there's a global shortage on semiconductors, so it's impacting. That's part of the reason why you're not seeing as many switches either. Mm, I gotcha. All right. That makes sense. Okay. So, who knows? Uh, probably when things get back to normal, uh, things will start picking up the pace. But, again, it's always been hard to get a console near launch in that first year because everyone's being rabid about it and trying to attack it. And with the advent of the Internet, it's gotten even worse because you have people who specifically buy to resell. and mm-hmm. Uh, on the one hand, it's kind of scummy, but if you can play the scalpers at their own game, sometimes you can get a deal, which I I have done before, but, you know, it's not often. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. But we got off topic there, but yes, we are looking at getting a couple switches for the school. We're also going to try and 
get some computers specifically for gaming. playing games and gaming. And at the same time, they don't want the kids to bring in their own stuff to play if it's going to be a school-sponsored bit. But the problem yeah. is, anytime you bring up money to a, a school board, you know, people's just start lips start getting tighter because of, you know, the purse yeah. strings. <laughs> so... Yep. Uh, and, and some things it's easier, some things it's not, and we'll just have to see if we could maybe group a couple clubs together like we plan to do. Yeah, it would probably be easier to make the argument to get the technology and stuff for that. But the problem also then is upkeep on that technology, because as technology goes right now, it is, you know, snap your fingers and then, you know, you instantly have a new upgrade <laughs> yeah uh, so we'll just see million dollar question so say you get approved you're mm -hmm. gonna have a team that does smash brothers mm -hmm. what controller do you have them use <laughs> well i probably would have them use of, of their personal preference that might be the only thing though that yeah if you have a specific controller option that the school maybe doesn't provide for you, well, you might have to provide that yourself. Because it's one thing to say, okay, you need to bring in your Switch to school. If that goes missing, uh, yeah, that is a, that's an issue, and that's a cost incurred by the school, possibly. But if a controller goes missing or something of that nature, that while that's kind of scummy and kind of crappy, but nowhere near as bad as losing your entire game console at the same time. Yet schools have students bring their multiple hundred dollar instruments every day. That's true, but at the same time, that's a lot harder to try and sneak out of a room. Except for maybe a violin or a viola. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, or a flute. A flute. <laughs> How would you sneak that out, Dave? Hmm? How would you sneak that out? A flute? Don't you? Isn't that one you can actually break apart and collapse down? And its case is like this. Little I was tiny I was trying to go for a dirty joke, but you you, you dropped the ball. You dropped the ball, mm -hmm. Dave. I thought you were going for an American Pie reference, actually, but uh, oh. I wasn't going to bite on that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Oh, Alison uh, Hannigan. So did the rest of the world. <laughs> It's true, it's true. So let's let's kind of transition here and talk about what we've been playing. Uh, I've got one I want to talk about a little bit here. Yeah, uh, sure. Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. Okay. Uh, whew, that game is purdy. Okay. That is... So me and you, you and a couple of the guys, uh, we started playing PSO 2 last year. Mm-hmm. Haven't played it much recently, but... Yeah. Well, honestly, I can't go back now because PSO2 is the same type of interface, like except it's a cleaner menu system, much cleaner yeah. menu system. Hmm. But it's open world. So instead of like going in for a mission, it's just open world where you can just start exploring. And you can get missions to tell you to go to places. Um, but it's much smoother, much faster, more visceral combat. You hmm. everyone gets a glide. Which is pretty nice. cool. 
It's interesting uh, that they didn't just aim at Fantasy Star Online 3. I have actually heard reasons on why. There is such a fan base overseas for PSO2 that they mm-hmm. didn't want to lose that fan base. Mm-hmm. So they've made it where it's tangentially connected because you can have the same character in both games. Not okay. all the equipment or stats travel over, but the character you created transfers over. Oh, I gotcha. So it kind of creates that synergy. Mm-hmm. So that way they can just add on to that uh, user base that they already have. I and trust see. me, this is PSO3. This is 100% hmm. PSO3. <laughs> I got you. Because we uh, here in America, we didn't have Fantasy Star Online 2 as long as the Asian countries did. No, we got it like eight years late. Yeah. Uh, I know Doug had been uh, fussing about that for quite a while, but he was a huge fan of the original Fantasy Star Online, although we have to use online in air quotes because he was... Uh, more used to playing it on the GameCube and getting a group of him and three other friends to play together. So, mm-hmm. which is still nice. You can still do that. But any other Fantasy Star Online's, I don't really think the original is around and online per se. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's systems like, uh, what, like that slippier, different online oh, servers. Yeah, there's probably definitely like a private server. Heck, there's even. I would love to be able to try this, but at the same time, uh, with all of the headache that I would need to do to try this, but I would love to try and play Resident Evil. I would love to be able to play Resident Evil Outbreak online, the original PlayStation 2 games. And apparently, there is a group who made a private server. However, they only ever managed to get the Japanese version of the game to work. So uh... I would have to either you know, get a PC that could play emulation, which I have never been a huge fan of. I only really dabble in emulation when a game is in like a gray area where I literally can't play it. Um, And I mean by that, it's not that sometimes there's games though, where it's simply, it's like a matter of money. You know, if that's a matter of money then I'm usually like, well, I don't get to play that game. However, there's other, though, where if it's like an arcade game, though, and the only way to play it is to be physically present at an arcade, and the company has since abandoned the IP, Mm -hmm. then I usually in that gray area will be like, okay, that's fine. So that's why I have a little super retrocade over attached to the TV, which... Uh, was endorsed by Capcom and had a number of other company uh, game libraries on it, but it also was very interesting in that it had slot on the back for an SD card, and I was literally able to load it up just a couple arcade emulators for games that you know they don't make anymore and probably never will, and I was able to play the Capcom Aliens vs. Predator. Oh, nice. <laughs> Nice. Oh, that game is crazy. <laughs> so that leads me to an interesting question. What's your take then on ROM hack games? So I'm thinking like people who take like the Pokemon games, but completely rework it to it's a brand new story, uh, brand new setting, mix up where Pokemon are at, etc. What's your take on those type of games? You know, personally, on the one hand... 
I can understand a company wanting to defend their copyright when it comes mm -hmm. to things like that. I can absolutely. But on the other hand, though, there is free use for artists and things of that nature because I am an artist. So I have a feeling, though, that if if it doesn't involve any actual tangible money, like they're not trying to sell this as a game, but it's purely like a labor of love, then I usually don't. I don't care. They're not for me personally. You know, I uh, I would rather, well, most of the time, rather have the uh, the product that the company makes. But there also have been times, though, where the company also has to take a look at what some of these games have done and just be like, okay, you do it. Sonic Mania being a clear-cut example. Um, and then it's, in some cases, I feel Nintendo has done this a little a little. I, I'm giving them like a smidgen of credit. <laughs> but they have those NES and SNES classics that you can get for having the Nintendo Online service, but they also have those special remix ones. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't those be in that category? I would say so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so I feel that they've taken a note from this and kind of taken a page and decided, oh, we can play around with stuff like that too. But I wish they would be a little more creative at times with such like, and some games also, I don't know how it, and I don't know how much it takes to localize a game. And I know that humor is different worldwide. And so there is times where you have to change the context of things to have it, the essence of what it was trying to do makes sense. But there's also some games that's just like, look, you have been sitting on this and there is a rabid fan base. And why don't you just do it in some cases? Like Earth, uh, Mother 3 or Earthbound 2, as we should probably would call it here in the States. I mean, they released Earthbound Origins finally. I know. And that what's even funnier, that game had been translated and was slated to be released on the NES. But the issue was is that the game is a bit more complex and much like Earthbound for the Super Nintendo, they thought that they were going to have to release it with about an 80-page manual and guide to help you out with it. And it was right at the end of the NES's life cycle in America when they were going to do this, and so they just add on it. And it just made no sense. It made a little sense, but when they started finally having all of the digital downloads and stuff like that, it took them till what, the Wii U came out? Was that what it came out on? Mm-hmm. It's just... So there's nothing current you can get it on either. Yeah. So, uh, luckily, I downloaded that. I, I've downloaded a couple other games that uh, never quite made it to the States. And for some strange reason, Nintendo also decided to do those as the Nintendo Vault. So, I was able to get uh, Fire Emblem, the original, uh, downloaded mm -hmm. onto my Switch. But that was another game, though, that I, I don't know if that, however, was translated to begin with. So... You know, maybe it goes a bit quicker when you're dealing with 8-bit dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nintendo. Don't, don't do the Disney Vault. 
Uh, please do, just stop. Do the Disney Plus and just have everything streamable. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some things, though, that Disney does not want to come out of the vault. <laughs> like that time we watched Song of the South on Bad Movie Night. Oh, good God. <laughs> yeah, some things... That one hurt. <laughs> yeah. Some things are better left dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, what have you been playing? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just about to say. Um, well, I am one week away from summer break, and Woo-hoo! I turned in. Yeah, and I turned on all of my grades over. So grading is done. So, but the students have. One more week of school left. However, I imagine my attendance for next week is going to be abysmal. And also, seniors get out a week earlier uh, of school to prepare for graduation and stuff like that. And that's this week. I have a couple classes where it is only seniors. So I am not going to be seeing anybody in those hours. So... Actually, first thing, uh, tomorrow morning and Tuesday morning, no students for that whole first hour. But because I knew this was going to happen, I just said, okay, so for this last week, what we're going to do is I'm going to give each class a kind of a cleanup chore to do in the art because we did have students here this last semester. So naturally, an art room turns into a pit after a while. So it's going to be one group is going to clean up all of my tanks. One group is going to help me stow things on the art cart to take back to the art closet. One's going to clean up my sink. One's going to do this counter, blah, 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 blah. But because of that, that is my plan for this week. I don't have any lessons because I'm not starting anything new because grades are done. This is just the end. So I'm just sitting here and like, I have a ton of free time today. It's <laughs> usually, I always leave Friday and Saturdays for myself. I followed that through mm-hmm. ever since college. Um, so Friday and Saturdays will be the stuff where I do fun stuff or go hang out with family, friend gatherings. But so Sunday is usually the day though we're all hunkered down. It's like, okay, we need to figure out the plan for the week. But so this weekend, though, I plugged in Devil May Cry 5 yesterday and ended up finishing it. And I really enjoyed it. Um, It's really kind of wrapping things up kind of nicely with the series. And not too spoilery, but they're clearly setting up, I think, for the character they introduced in 4, Nero to Mm -hmm. be the new main protagonist and for Dante to start taking a very, very backseat role to the series. And I do think this is getting to the point that's probably better because Nero is only just now coming into his abilities in terms of the plot where Dante has always, has been getting more and more and more overpowered (laughs) And they they don't ever, like, take anything away. The only thing they take away from him between games is uh, the weapons he's earned, like the special weapons. So mm-hmm. 
like when you defeat a really powerful demon or monster, usually they get transformed into a weapon. So that's the only thing that usually disappears from game to game. So, uh, but like his ability to transform, uh, his moves and such like that, those all stay. So, so I beat that, really enjoyed it. Um, actually, I did much better in it than I thought I was going to do. And it was so funny. I was able to get through probably about 90% of the game without having to continue. <laughs> but then in that final boss fight, good Lord, they upped the difficulty on that. So I had to like continue three times in one fight. Ooh. But what's nice though, is unlike previous games where you have to have gold orbs to continue and they are like, uh, almost like a currency and they're mm -hmm. hard to get in five. It's much easier to get them. So usually you would have to spend a, a ton of the in-game currency to get them, but you can find them while playing, you could buy them. And then there are several times in the story where one character's actions will, uh, you'll come across them as another character. So like maybe a section you've previously played, you'll see with one character, you'll play the next part of the story and see the other character's eyewitnessing events, but you might see the other the player that you just played off in the distance. But what's cool is it will record your gameplay footage from that uh, encounter, and it'll like send it out into the PlayStation Network so another person gets to see your gameplay in the background while they're doing the other character play and then as you go on in the level after you beat it it'll ask you so how did you think like uh uh super yoshi was i think i think that was literally a character someone's <laughs> username super was and everyone just ever says they were stylish and if that happens you automatically get a uh gold orb uh when you log back in and you get one every day that you log in too so <laughs> It nice. is really easy to get those things. So at the final boss fight, I had 25. <laughs> Making it nice and easy to do the restart. Yeah, yeah. I, I still ended up only using like you know, three, but still it's like, God, nothing in the game so far has prepared me for this nonsense. <laughs> so that was Saturday, though. And so I finished that up. And then just the rest of the day, watch TV, such like that. But then today starts up, and I'm like, I can play a game today. Yay! Yay! So I ended up plugging in the Resident Evil 2 remake, which I had mm. not played just yet. And I've decided, though, that I am going to hold off on Resident Evil 8. I still say I, I don't know why, but for some reason I prefer to play those games on either uh, Nintendo because from back in the day when it was GameCube exclusives mm -hmm. and Xbox. And I think uh, the Xbox reason is because when they had the co-op games, yeah, five and six, mm -hmm. it was so easy to console link with my brother with a LAN cable that it just became my preferred way to play. And also when, you know, it was five and six on 360. Uh, the PS3 controller for shooters sucked. 
I, I, I don't think that's changed with the PS4 controller. Uh, it's better. It's certainly much better with the PlayStation 5 controller, but Xbox controllers are basically old reliable for shooters for me. So I think it just uh, I'll try and get a Series X at some point, maybe over the summer, possibly. I don't know. I'm trying to get a dog too, so <laughs> that might be that might be put on the back burner. Exactly. I'll probably wait until like the game of the year edition, though, because I also have the Resident Evil remake, remake as well. Nice. But I'm really enjoying that. And uh, earlier, I was messaging Doug, who I think we've mentioned before on the podcast. He is. Uh, getting his doctorate in musical composition at Stanford. And it's in like electrical acoustics. I, I, I can't even begin to try and describe it. Creepy sound music. Yes, he is very good. At, he, I think he basically wants to be the next Mick Gordon, who was the composer for Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. And... Uh, but he's really good at making like sounds from devices that he's made and using those in composition. But since he's the sound expert, uh, I thought I had recalled him saying that I should play Resident Evil 2 with headphones on. And so I messaged him and I just, did I play Resident Evil 2 with headphones on? And he messages me back very quickly later. He's like, yes. And here are your settings. And so he starts going through, you know, <laughs> you need to set it to this and you need to set it for a headphone setting. And, and I can't even pronounce this word. It's like binaural. 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 We'll go with that. And initially I tried that and uh, it, it wasn't working too well. And he just, okay, restart the game. It might have been a situation where the game didn't like it. Tried to do that like 15 minutes into it, as opposed to right from the beginning. Okay, so I log back out, get him, and then it works. It, it is amazing. So I have my headphones on, and all the settings start working, and I start up gameplay, and then I notice there's like freaking and footstep noises behind me. And I'm like, I am home alone. What the? And I turn around real quickly, and I'm like, oh, wait. It's the headphones. So the sound effects now in the game are basically working in 3D around my head through the headphones. And it is so freaking unsettling at times. And what's even worse is that it does it while you are a pause menu or, or looking at the map. And so you'll hear like a freak noise. And it's like, what? <laughs> uh, I had that... Sorry, go ahead. Because in my house, there's no pets or anything, so I'm like, oh, it's ghosts. Okay. Or, or it's the house settling. But mostly it's ghosts, probably. But uh, And then what's even better is you'll be walking and you'll hear the zombie. You don't see him. And right before I logged off today, I got to the kennel of the Raccoon City Police Department, and you can hear the zombie dogs growling at you. Nice. <laughs> and it's like, I can hear you, but where are you? <laughs> I, 
I, I I love I love that audio setting. I used that when I played uh, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice, mm-hmm. and just hearing her, you know, multi voices coming at you from every angle. That was cool. I did play it that way too, but I don't know if I had the settings quite like I did for this. But then again, oh well, actually, PS4 probably could do that. I just uh, Doug wasn't around for me to go like, hey, how do I set uh, this up? I, how do I set this up exactly? Because I I get visuals just fine. Uh, I understand those because that's what I studied. But when it comes to sound, it's just like, oh, sound is soundy. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, you know, Resident Evil 2 is one I'm going to have to play as well at some point. I, I rented it at one point, kind of liked it, but I, I need to give it another go. Uh, and what's nice is I'm not playing with a guide. I, I, I kind of mm-hmm. just was like, let's go in blind. Uh, I beat the original with Doug uh, years ago, and it was just a remake. It was the GameCube release of the Dreamcast remaster. It wasn't even a remake. It just, oh, we made it a little more polished from PlayStation graphics to Dreamcast graphics, which wasn't much of an upgrade considering some of the games that uh, Dreamcast did have. Right. and it is the same, but at the exact same time, it is absolutely not. It is, oh, it is just so, it, it, it is so familiar and nostalgic, while at the same time being something completely its own. And it's amazing to see how they have reinterpreted these characters from being basically an attempt at it was pretty much anime how they like illustrated them in the uh, the instruction manuals right. and for you know print media, and then for now they are literally scanning in the faces of actors and actresses, and even then they can decide oh well, and they did this with Devil May Cry Five as well I guess Capcom thing and a uh, NetherRealm Studios thing, so but they are literally scanning in people's likenesses into the game. And then they can also be like, oh, we don't care for your actual voice, though, so we're going to use this person's voice. Nice. Uh, I had a student this past year, like last year, actually, he is a big Mortal Kombat fan, and he did a big picture of the actress who plays Katana, and he about flipped when he posted his project on Twitter and she responded. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And it was funny because I'm just sitting there like, so ask her how she feels about seeing herself getting like dismembered and chopped apart <laughs> on, on screen. It's, you can't ask her that, Mr. Mar- oh, bleep my last name. <laughs> Will do. Thank you. Uh, Tomorrow is editing it, it, day. It was funny. <laughs> uh, that's always cool when that happens. When, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I remember when I we went to uh, Galloping Ghosts in uh, Chicago. Oh, and yeah. I, and I yeah, tweeted. Boone tweet. <laughs> yep. Uh, cherished memory. Yeah, that's why I stay off of, like, Twitter, but... Uh, I think for me, the moment I'd had that happen was uh, I sent in a question to a podcast and they answered it on air. It's like, yay! yay. I matter! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So Dave, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit here, and I want to talk about something that's been going on that I don't fully get. So me and you have done console launches in the past, correct? Oh, yeah. Now, those are for the hot new ticket item, right? We did it for the yeah. Wii, um, other consoles. Xbox 360. Yeah. Uh, we did it for the Wii U. That was a mistake. Uh, We've done it for <laughs> games, too, like uh, yeah. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Or yeah. uh, not ultimate, yes, uh, and a brawl, brawl. Yeah, we did brawl. <laughs> That's right. Oh, brawl was probably the best one though because we did it at the local blockbuster, and they finally just let us have it like 15 minutes early. And as we're leaving, our friend Joel is just like, they were probably just getting sick of us looking at all the movies. Huh, look, I found the evil Bong Three. Bet it sucks. <laughs> 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 So, Which, yes, we were doing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. But in any of those launches, were there, was there violence? <laughs> no, there was never violence. Uh, did, did anyone ever have a gun pulled on them or like threatened ooh. in the parking lot? No, I, I, I may have wanted to say choice words at a couple situations at them, but it was never... So, so like at the Xbox 360 launch, uh, they had, as you remember, the first launch consoles, there was the deluxe package and the base package. Mm-hmm. Basic difference, the base didn't come with the hard drive, which you needed. So they had uh, five, I think, base units, and uh, five uh, deluxe, and all the rest were base. And so I sit down, and I'm just like, I count, one, two, three, four, five. I'm five. An hour in, one person literally then just, like, wakes up. But she had fallen asleep, like, inside of a rack of clothing. So I could not see her. And so then it was just, like, bing, and then she rolled. And then it was just like. Who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody was just like, "We're sorry, dude. She actually was here." I'm just, I will freaking stab you. <laughs> <laughs> but then, luckily, so I'm calling Dad, and because we had, he was trying to get this for me as a Christmas gift, but he didn't want to lay it in line. So he's like, "Look, I'll wait in line. Uh, you wait in line. I'll pay for." But I call him and tell him what happened, and then come to find out, he walks by and went to Target, I think, and he just says, hey, uh, I thought I'd call you, buddy, because maybe I could help you out here. They can't sell me the console, but for some reason, they got a bunch of games and other controllers and stuff out here ready for sale, but they can't sell the console. They can sell that, though. Is there anything you need? And I'm like, I need a hard and these are the games I wanted. And he goes, okay, I got a hard drive here then for you. And I even got you the collector's edition. Yay! <laughs> All swell that ends well. Yeah, so that worked out. But at the same time, it's just like for about a roughly one hour period, I was trying to get like just a Walmart worker who knew what was going on to actually talk to me. And, you know, <laughs> do you guys have this? Do you guys have this? Oh, I have to ask my manager. 
Uh. <laughs> Sorry, again, that was something completely different. No. But no, I never pulled a gun on anybody. Said, who the hell are you? <laughs> people are pulling guns. They are robbing people as they go to their cars. They are getting into fisticuffs over Pokemon cards. What? Oh my god. Pulling gun really. Yeah, so literally wow. well, here's here's what happened. In there was a, a a target where someone bought Pokemon cards, was going yes. to his car, people tried to rob him, he pulled his gun for personal protection. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Um so let's so talk for a I, moment. Wow, that is um on the one hand, you know, really, I don't think anyone is in the right here necessarily in this situation. I mean, were they trying to rob him with other guns or knives or anything? Or not? I no, I think they were just trying to. There was like three or four of them in one of him. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, we'll beat you up. <laughs> Better call an ambulance, but not. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, it, yeah, evidently there's Pokemon a shortage. Cards. Pokemon, 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 Pokemon card. All right, I have a challenge for you, Dave. Next time how you go, how much in- of a okay, okay? I love video games, but how much of a loser do you have to be that you're willing to fight or threaten death for them? That is a level of not worth it. <laughs> that is so beyond. <laughs> so. To answer your question, it's not for the cards. These aren't real collectors that are trying to get these. This is, their, this is their Bitcoin. This is their stock market. Gotcha. This is their stocks. There is, <laughs> there is a Pikachu Gigamax uh, card that is in current thing where you could potentially get it going for over $400. Oh, geez. Because uh, I looked into this a little bit, and Pokemon cards have changed a lot since we've gotten them, Dave. Mm-hmm. So the biggest change is there are now – you can have one number of a card, mm-hmm. but it can have different artwork. Or you can oh. have where one is like the hidden one, where it's mm. ultra rare. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Or yeah, I'm they, kind of glad I only have base set uh, jungle and fossil. <laughs> right. They could have some Team Rocket. <laughs> they could have shinies. Wow! So people uh, are people are going bananas over this. So I've got an article up from IGN. I'd like to read for a second here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, mind you, this has already been edited. Walmart did not stop selling them. This was mis- uh, and they did edit this. But okay, U.S. retailers Walmart and Target have suspended in-store sales of Pokemon cards and other trading cards due to safety concerns caused by a huge upsurge in demand. As reported by Bleeding Cool, a sign spotted by a customer in New York notes that Target will no longer sell MLB, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards as of May 14th. Wow. To ensure the safety of our guests and team members. It's clear that the renewed interest in the scene is having a negative effect on in-store conduct amid an uptick in scalping. Wow. I gotta Let's, wonder though, is part of this also COVID because some people are just hurting for cash that much? 
Yes, and there is a shortage on Pokemon cards because of production slowdowns because of COVID. I got you. So, hmm. yeah, here's what the interesting is to me, though, is this actually kind of has got me reinterested in Pokemon cards. Mm. Not to go out and buy them. Yeah. There's a free app where you can buy cards and decks to play for free. Hmm. I get it. The only interest I've had in Pokemon cards recently is I found a uh, Japan-only art book at an anime convention about five years ago that was just the artwork of the cards. And I'm just like, nice. that is right up my alley. Oh, that's 100% right. gladly buy that. Yeah. So... Yeah. So to kind of answer your question, Dave, on why there's such this uptick, uh, the article follows. Trading cards have seen a massive boom over the past year. There has been a surge of renewed interest as rare pack openings and trading card content has flooded onto YouTube and Twitch. Mm. In January of this year, a Pokemon trading card booster box sold at auction for $408,000. Wow. And McDonald's also had a strongly encourage its stores not to sell multiple packs of Pokemon's 25th anniversary cards to customers in February to prevent scalping. Remember that? We talked about that a couple months back. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. I just... Now, has this been multiple incidents, or has it just been one incident that was so bad they decided to nip it in the bud? So you've had, like, tussles a lot. This was the first one with a gun. Okay. But following up today, there's a new article new article on Kotaku. The continued shortage of Pokemon cards fueled by the pandemic, Twitch streamers, and scalpers led to a chaotic situation at a Walmart in Pennsylvania. The moment the store opened, folks began to run to the section of the store where trading cards are sold, leading to chaos and one sad sight. In a video captured by Instagram user Teach. CG underscore Grassi, and shared by Twitter user BigCards30, around a dozen or more people can be seen rushing through the entrance of Walmart the moment the doors were unlocked at 7 a.m. They were there to buy up the newly stocked Pokemon cards. Mm. Uh, TCG Grassi told Kotaku that this mad rush of people isn't normally how these things go down. They blamed the wild rush on a few folks who began running, leading to more folks running in the eventual Pokemon stampede seen in the video. Gotcha. I wonder how this is gonna if this is gonna be how it is for me for uh, the four amiibo I haven't been able to recently pre-order. <laughs> Which uh, amiibo were those? Uh, the Monster Hunter Stories two amiibo and the new Zelda and Loftwing amiibo. Uh, I haven't been able to nail down. But what's even crazier, I guess amiibos uh, that are the new ones that released during the mm -hmm. pandemic. Well, those have been harder to find, and so those Monster Hunter ones I was able to get, the price for those is going about 50 apiece for those online right now. And I'm just like, oh, oh, oh. I, I, I currently have all except two that were physically, you know, physical figures. And those were the two I'm missing are the Sky Mebo Dark versions. <laughs> so. We'll see. I, I still uh, I love collecting them. They're great little figures, and uh, I love, uh, especially in Breath of the Wild, I loved uh, scanning all the Zelda ones in to get just like a ton of free goodies in that game. <laughs> right. Uh, but I will say, that is nuts, though. I mean, uh, pulling a gun, geez. Trying to, uh, stampeding. Wow. 
Yeah. And I, I, I know this behavior has been around for a while. There are literally people who, especially in uh, when I worked at Toys R Us, that literally come in, buy up all the new thing, and then resell it online. And it it's become worse since the advent of eBay and such like that. In some regards, those websites are still very much the Wild West, where I think we probably wouldn't be having such this giant massive push for digital sales if uh, of gaming related items if there was like a 60 day moratorium on selling a used copy of a game mm-hmm. so you know if for example i think that the direct cory barlog the director of god of war he said that's kind of what he wished he doesn't want to see used games go away but the problem you have is that you have a person who goes out buys it immediately beats it that weekend because that's all they do and then immediately turns back in and trades it in GameStop sells it then for five dollars less and the game company then sees no profit from that sale and on the one hand, that is part of GameStop's, you know, scummy business practices, because unfortunately for a while, they did kind of suffer because they really shot themselves in the foot. They were, again, so focused on the short term rather than the long term. Well, that could be said about a lot of places. In that is true. Business. <laughs> but, um, but again, it's just... You know, you get so sick uh, of seeing these scalpers come in, they buy up all the copies of the game. We had people trying to do it at Toys R Us with uh, Skyrim when it launched. Because mm-hmm. I remember I worked uh, the 2011 holiday season there. I worked there for probably about four months because they start early, uh, pretty much at the end of August. That's when they start hiring because people start, especially especially older folks they start buying christmas presents earlier <laughs> but yeah you know, they were coming in they were buying up skylanders because that was released that year too and uh trying to scalp those luckily that was one though that it hadn't hurt them just yet but they were flooding the market with them which which is why we don't have skylanders anymore right <laughs> yeah but at the time though there were some things we just couldn't keep on shelves. Uh, but it's just, it's weird, though. The, I guess, you know, if you are able to kind of hook it in, you know, and do that, yeah, you could probably make a, a pretty penny, but still. Uh, I was going to say, so I'm actually looking at, like, average prices for Amiibo going right now. It's insane, Dave. A loose... Yep. A loose duck hunt, thirty six bucks. Uh, that's about what three times the retail of it mm-hmm. originally. Well, uh, that's if you bought an individual in box. Callie and Marie two pack, one hundred and fifty bucks. That sounds about right. I was lucky. Well, no, I wasn't lucky. I had to buy. I came to visit you, and you're like, "Well, Dave, we." Can- gone to the GameStop in town, they had a ton of them. And I'm like, well, thanks. I already spent $40. <laughs> Hold on. Let me check, Mr. Because I am still debating whether I want to buy four Mr. Game & Watch Amiibos and uh, use 
one. Nope, he's $46 now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. A loose uh, Cloud Player 2, 63 bucks. I got you. Yep, it's, yep, it's yep. insane. It's absolutely insane. I'm not selling my Smash Bros. collection. That Smash Bros. collection is going to be with me for a long time. I'm going to bury you with it. <laughs> uh, I, I will leave it to my children and my children's children. I got you. <laughs> You're my favorite child. You get Link. You're my least favorite child. You get Ice Climbers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. Poor ice climbers. <laughs> Actually, you know, that's probably not going to be the worst. Oh, you're my least favorite child. You get all the Fire Emblem characters. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, there went, like, a very loud minority of our fans. <laughs> I love Fire Emblem, but there are too many Fire Emblem characters that play they, too they, similarly. They were getting pretty ridiculous with that. And it's just like, oh, Fire Emblem's popular. Put in more Fire Emblem. <laughs> Oh, so speaking of minorities of our listeners, and I, I promise there is a good segue to this. Remember how on the last podcast you were talking about how, what was it, a two and a half percentage of people found our podcast by searching swingers? swingers. Yep. So that place that I told you guys about, that nail salon bar hybrid that is a front for a swingers club was raided by the police for cocaine and human trafficking. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's real. <laughs> oh, it's like they saw the TV show Claws and thought, good idea. <laughs> now, this was where shenanigans used to be, right? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, yes, we ate wings at this place years ago. <laughs> now it's an even worse hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> oh. Oh. And I thought Thirsty Thursdays were bad. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, the other people were thirsty, but just in different ways. Yeah, Thirsty Thursdays was what our school unofficially called Thursday evenings because we had several college students who would get, uh, schedule their classes so they wouldn't have class on Friday. So they had a three-day weekend every week. <laughs> so fun story about that real fast here. Uh, kind of a segue here. I, I started a new job this week for my uh, main job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't go into where I work, but I will say it's remote and evidently approved by HR. We have a weekly meeting every Thursday where we all take shots together. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. You can't do that at my job. No. Sure. <laughs> We do take we do make jokes about it on occasion, but we never partake. <laughs> All I know is I got to get something better because I, I I can't do it with rumplements again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do it with gin like we used to do. Yep, yep, yep. That'll, that'll clear the sinuses as well as a few other things. <laughs> it's true. 
But Dave, we're about an hour here. Yeah. This was a not so many many episode. Yeah. Yep. We're trying to cut it down when it's just the two of us to maybe be more around like 45 just minutes. Just the now. two of us. Yep. We can make it if we try. Do you want us to get copy? Well, with that singing, uh, they probably. They'll pay me to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Our first sponsor, Sony Music Corporation. Please stop. <laughs> Please. Do we break any, do we break any, uh, uh, you know, no, you just, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so our topic this week was basically the Pokemon card crisis. And what's even funnier, though, is this is not the first time something stupid like this has happened with gaming. And in the sense of maybe like a scalper situation, that's become more common over the years. But stupid stuff in gaming, like having guns pulled on you. Unfortunately, it's not new. Yeah, it goes together like bread and butter. Yeah. Like, back in the day, if uh, a kid was really good at being in Mortal Kombat in the arcade, uh, it wasn't uncommon, though, that uh, you might get beat up outside in real life beating someone in a game. (laughs) Like, I had read an article about a couple kids in Chicago where uh, the... uh, kid beat the other player so bad in the game and then apparently did like a, a nice pop-off celebration for that he the other guy and his buddies got pretty quiet and then later when they were leaving the mall they ended up taking one of the kids fingers with them holy <laughs> yeah they're yakuza back in the day <laughs> 90s mortal combat <laughs> yeah and it's well, just like good god what is wrong with some people I, I'm just thinking about, like, the people who will wait in line for a console launch, mm-hmm. get the console, go to the line that everyone's waiting for, and just slam it and break it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Why? On the one, why? On the one hand, to show you that you're just that wealthy? No, you don't look wealthy. You just look like an idiot. <laughs> an idiot oh. who has upset a lot of people who don't have that console. Mm-hmm. You could you could have just given it to me. I would have given yeah. it to get home. Cared for it. <laughs> Be thankful those people in line didn't have guns. Good gosh. <laughs> yeah, right. It's oh. like when, it was like when uh, someone spoiled uh, Harry Potter for the last book, oh. or the second to last book. Oh jeez. Do you remember that? Yeah. I I don't. <laughs> so someone had gotten a hold of the second to last Harry Potter book went to this giant store where there were people were in line to buy the book mm-hmm. and just yelled out da 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 dies on page da 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 mm-hmm. yelled who the major character spoiler of who died mm-hmm. and what page they died on okay to all these people who are waiting to get the freaking book mm-hmm. why would you do that mm-hmm. uh, on the one hand though I did take great solace in the fact that there was one video that I saw in my young childhood that, you know, gave me hope for the nerds in line for people who did that. So now I will say, though, this nerd was actually very different than any I had seen. This was he was very physically fit. He was, you know, he he looked like he looked like the brawny guy on the cover of the paper towels. We call them lumbersexuals. Yeah, he looked like that. And so 
he was so excited for Star Wars, uh, I think, Episode 3. I think mm-hmm. it was Episode 3 coming in. You know, and I know some people were like, you know, making fun of him. And he's like, you know, yeah, the other two were. But hey, this is the one where he becomes Darth Vader. I at least can take some solace that that's going to be cool. And he brought his mom with him. But then this group of Hot Topic rejects comes walking by and basically just start picking on him and ripping him a new one. And he's trying to be as kind as possible, and you know, because he's with his mom. And he's like, he finally is just like, "Hey guys, could you stop? You know, I'm here with my mom. You know, she doesn't need to hear this crap." And they just keep doing it, and finally, he just has enough, and just like one of them, basically, I think, tried to spit on him, and that's when he turned into Colossus from the X Men. And just laid this kid out with one hit. Just pow. One punch, man. One punch, man. And so his two uh, skinny jean friends pick him up and start walking away. And then you hear it from the back of the other line. Yeah, why don't you go back to Hot Top, you little bitch? <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, Oh, Chef I would just kiss. Uh, that man deserves a medal. <laughs> Defend your fandom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And not that there's anything wrong with skinny jeans or hot topic, but if that is your whole, it's okay to shop there. It's not okay that for that to be your personality. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's like people who enjoy uh, like recreational marijuana okay it's okay to imbibe but making it your personality <laughs> yeah not not so great not yeah. so great yeah there's a reason that the stoner uh oh archetype is made fun of in movies constantly <laughs> it's true it's oh. true 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 but everyone until next time be safe be kind Bottoms up.